Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Obviously, the the talk of the town uh, over the last couple of days has been what happened Saturday night in uh, Lock Street and surrounding area. Uh, it was a, a frightful situation for people that uh, were having a lovely Friday night at some of the great establishments on Lock Street, some great restaurants, some great night spots, and then uh, about 30 people that were dressed completely in black wearing balaclavas uh, were throwing rocks, throwing eggs, uh, damaging cars, damaging businesses. And it was a, a frightful experience for the people that uh, not just were there for the evening, but for the people that own businesses there. Chaotic. They were all in complete black from their shoes to their heads. They had like balaclavas on. I don't know what they were doing or what they were trying to say. Um, I mean, if they, if they had a message, it, it's not really coming across. We're told that uh, about $100,000 damage was done by these uh, group of losers that uh, decided to terrorize uh, not just the Lock Street area, but uh, surrounding areas. Uh, we're going to talk to a number of people that were involved and have uh, a great deal of knowledge about these sorts of things uh, in the next couple of minutes on the program. As uh, Hamilton residents rallied to support, I mean, it was wonderful to see the scene Sunday as uh, so many people rallied to support the, the, the businesses on Lock Street that have been adversely affected. But uh, we are left with a lot of questions. How did this happen? Why did this happen? Where is the investigation going on this? And, and how do the people in that neighborhood and those neighborhoods that were impacted by this feel about this? Mark Stewart is with the Kirkendale Neighborhood Association, joining us on the Bill Keller Show to talk about this. Mark, thank you for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Thank you, Bill. Uh, uh, it's it's great it, to be here. Well, listen, it sounds like a cliche, but this isn't supposed to happen in your neighborhood. <laughs> it's uh, definitely a, 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 a shock for, for all of us, for sure. Uh, especially the, some of the stuff that we know, and we're just trying to piece this together from some of the anecdotal information. And, and I, obviously we're focusing a little bit on Lock Street, a lot on Lock Street, because of the businesses that were impacted. But this started in a very quiet residential area, the Duran Park neighborhood, which is actually a fair distance away from that, and uh, uh, which I guess much to the shock of an awful lot of the people in, in that neighborhood. You don't expect to see this sort of gathering or these kind of protests uh, start to assemble. No, you you wouldn't. But I think what's really important, honestly, is just the the, the amazing support that that that, that we've had in, in wake of the uh, the violence. Talk to us about that and the impact that that's had. You know the 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 street and the neighbors have all been to, 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 together. Uh, Lock Street uh, on Sunday was one of the one of the the busiest it's been in, in, in a while. Uh, you've got uh, messages of love and support uh, from from all over over. Uh, Hamilton, um, Andrea Horvath has uh, even su- su- suggested a day of, of getting together. I think she's called it Love uh, Love Lock Day on Saturday, M- March 10th, where everyone can get can can get, get can get together, get out, and uh, enjoy the area. And that's wonderful to see. And, and even yesterday, of course, in response to this, there's almost like an organic response, uh, not anything that was officially organized. Just a whole lot of people from this community that said, "We're going out there to show our support." Absolutely, it, it was it, it was nice to to net to see. I know uh, all kinds of neighbors who just went out, to, out for, for the 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 day, uh, canceled plans just to to uh, to go, to get out and, and uh, enjoy Lock Street. What's what's going to happen here as a result? I mean, I, I'm not sure what the motivation is. Why these people did what they did, we don't even know who they are. Uh, there's an awful lot of speculation about that. But whatever their intent was, Mark, what seems to have happened here is this has drawn this community together. Uh, absolutely. I mean, um, I like you, you, uh, like you, your, your word. Actually, well, losers. I I can't think of of, a, of anything else. Uh, well, I got a really. lot more words, but I'm not going to use them <laughs> on the air. Uh, me too. Uh, I understand. But it's uh, I guess out of this whole thing comes a silver lining, and maybe that's what we have to take away from this. 
Uh, yes, I, I, absolutely. I think uh, I think that in in the wake of this kind of of a census act, uh, the uh, support that, that that we've received from, from everyone in, in Hamilton has, has been has been uh, wonderful, and we, everyone and everyone on lock and all our entire neighborhood really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Uh, great talking with you again today, and uh, we'll uh, obviously stay in touch as this uh, develops over the next couple of days. But thanks for this today. Okay. Our pleasure. Thanks a lot, though. Mark Stewart, Kirkendale Neighborhood Association. Uh, I want to bring Anthony Urcioli into the conversation, of course, reporter, Global News uh, reporter, and, of course, uh, sports anchor uh, in the morning run here on uh, 900 CHML. Uh, Urch, you live in the neighborhood. You're not right on lock, but you're not too far, just a block or two away. Yeah. So you know the neighborhood. It's And, frankly, I, you know, I was talking about... Saturday night, there's obviously a packed house at Matson and Company, as there always is, and there are people yeah, over at the Shima West End. and West End. Some great night spots there. Or West there. Town, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this had to sh- just scare the daylights out of people that were there. You know what? It's, it's actually, in retrospect, I feel bad because I was kind of yelling at my dog because I, we were walking. Um, I, I live a few blocks away from Locke, and I was taking my dogs for a walk, and I heard, like, the firecrackers that were being thrown. But I just... I mean, there's a lot of noises in that area, so I just kind of whatever, uh, and the dog's barking, and I kind of, you know, got mad at her for barking so much, and uh, she obviously knew something. So, you know, I, I'll tell you, the part that I actually get when this topic has come up in the last couple of days, I almost feel a little bit of anxiety just because I'm, I get emotional over it because you live in the area, you know the business owners, you start talking to people, you see that, you know, I mean, my dog's cafe you know, I know the woman that owns it. She works literally every day of the week, you know, from st- open to close. She's not making millions and displacing people in the air. It just, it's, it's so, um, it, it, well, you know, the, let he, me ask you about that yeah. right there, because I mean, I've seen some of the reaction and some of the descriptions, both in the, in the media and on social media. Uh, and and uh, by the way, I, I don't like this term protesters. I don't, no. These are not protesters. No. These are vandals. These, no. are, these are criminals. And they're not an anti-gentrification well, No, and, and anybody that makes, why would you make that leap? Nobody talked. Nobody said, hey, I'm the spokesperson for this group. No. They're a bunch of cowardly yeah. people that ran in and destroyed a whole bunch of property, then took off again. Yeah, I mean, they, they here's, yeah, so he, here's the thing. And I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. I, I know Ron Mattai at Matson yeah. and Company. Yeah, I know sure. the guys that run the West Town. I know, you know, Dana down at, at Olive's Odd and so many other businesses, mm-hmm. Reno and the hairstyle, on and on it goes. We know these people, Here, and, and we know how much work they put into these businesses, yeah. and it's their hard-earned money. I don't want to. I have to be careful because there's things I don't know as completely factual but have a pretty good idea of. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you this. This is not a one-time incident. This has been going on. I can tell you that um, if you've heard of the organization Try Hamilton, I think Krista Boyer is coming on. Krista's uh, going to be on later this next, hour, and Krista could speak to it more. She, you know, she runs she Try Hamilton. It. Yeah, and I and I'm a member of her. I'm, I'm I volunteer with Try Hamilton. I'm part of her team, and yeah, she lived it. She lived through these. Are they the exact same people? I don't know, but I'm going to take the leap and say there's a connection only in that this idea of vandalizing small businesses in Hamilton has been going on for years. There's particular places on Barton Street specifically that have been targeted, windows smashed um, to the point where they just, they they went to, they've talked to police personally, they've talked to the city personally. When I see things like that, this is this like shocking incident and I don't know how many city officials knew this was going on, but this has absolutely been going on for multiple years and the ungovernables and all that stuff. It is a group that claim to be fighting gentrification but 
realistically, I mean, if if that is your motive, and gen- no one no one disagrees with the fact that displacement gentrification, this is these are all real issues. But if your only instinct, instead of like taking businesses, sitting down, asking for meetings, to my knowledge, none of that has occurred. The first instinct and the first reaction has been vandalism, violence, intimidation, with your face covered. It, it is sometimes the word gets thrown around, but I mean, it, it is an act of terror. You frightened a bunch of innocent people sitting down for dinner and a bunch of, a bunch of business owners. And you did so in the name of, you're going to call it anti-gentrification, anarchy, anti-capitalism, whatever you want to call it. To me, it's just an excuse to go and smash things because for whatever reason, you feel angry enough to do so. So I think calling them anti-gentrification or or some people have been calling um, calling them Antifa. No, don't even give them that much credibility. No, that's legitimizing what they're doing. It's legitimizing it. There's no perp. There's no end game. There's no purpose. And I'm seeing people on social media, especially saying, "Well, maybe the real conversation is we should be. Maybe they're opening our eyes to gentrification." And it's like, shut up, stop, stop legitimizing anything that was done. The issues that they had that, that that you might have with gentrification are gone about in much different ways. But not not that I would advocate actually, you know, vandalizing a big corporation. But I want to point out, Starbucks is on that street. Again, I don't want to see anything happen to Starbucks, but if that is your real point about big corporations and gentrification, they didn't touch Starbucks. They literally, I mean, they vandalized, you know, a, a baking, sh- a place that makes whoopie pies and a place that, a cafe for dogs. I mean, come on. Look, at, there's, there's a couple of things here, and, and, and I'm not going to suggest that what happened on Saturday night on Lock Street is akin to what happened in Toronto with the G20, but it's a variation on that theme, mm-hmm. that there may well have been people at the G20 conference in Toronto that year that had some serious concerns. I think we all had some serious concerns about governance and about the way things should be happening, mm-hmm. and that's a, a, that's a time for protest, yeah. where people have come out there and said, "I this is my issue, I'm, I've got a problem with this, I want to protest this. That's what we do in a free and democratic society. But we also know that at the G20, that there were a bunch of jerks that just said, I yeah. love smashing stuff. Yeah. I just, let, let's go to Toronto, baby, because then we can turn over cars Looking and set them Looking for on an fire. excuse. And don't tell me that that same element and that same mindset wasn't evident on Lockstone. No. Yeah. They were just going down the street wrecking stuff. Yeah. Throwing glass, you know, th- throwing rocks through glass, you know, defacing cars, especially high-end cars. And again, yeah, exactly. What, what does destroying cars have to do with anything you're supposedly out there trying to raise awareness for? No, it's, it's crazy. I mean, any sympathy, any type of this, well, just just stop. It is what it is. It was an act of vandalism and violence, and that is all it was. I, and, and again, there's going to be a lot of speculation, and will continue to be speculation. By the way, we should tell you that we did try to reach out to Hamilton Police to try and get some comment about this, and uh, they were not available to do this, and I find that unfortunate. Because there's a lot of questions here. I, I, uh, and, I, I, uh, paramount among them is the fact that this did not start on Lock Street. This started in Duran Park, yeah. which is a fair distance away. That's only a block away from yeah. St. Joe's Hospital. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm and not apparently sh- police yeah. did respond to that. Two officers responded. This is what we know so far. Mm-hmm. Two officers responded to Duran Park and were immediately pelted with rocks and eggs. Mm-hmm. They called for backup, and they yeah. said, well, it took a, a few minutes for people to respond. Are you kidding? Yeah. It took them long enough to let them walk from Duran Park all the way over to Lock Street. That's about a 15-minute walk. Yeah. Where were the police? P- police were, by the way, assaulted at the Tri-Hamilton event when, I mean, assaulted not th- people, like their hats were stolen yeah. and they were being pushed by people that have uh, similar goals. I'm not going to say they're the same people, 
But I'll tell you what, there was an anarchist book fair um, that I was going on all weekend. Right across the road here. And at Westdale, and the group that runs it, I don't want to say their name, but there is a clubhouse downtown on Cannon Street. Um, that group was questioned. Do you know what happened? Is it related? They said no comment. Well, okay. That's all I need to hear right there. And, and I know that Joe Warmington, our friend from the Toronto Sun, came into town to check this out, and, and he made the same inquiries mm-hmm. and was basically told to get lost. They didn't well, want any Well, that's some coincidence if it wasn't connected. Let's yeah. put it that way. And, 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 you know, there was some speculation that, well, some people from out of town that were here for that, that event uh, may have been yeah. involved. I don't po- know whether possible. they were or not, but it's you're possible. suggesting that there's a Hamilton element to this regardless. There's an anarchist. There, are, there is one particular anarchist group in Hamilton that particularly targeted uh, the Try Hamilton event. They have a name, they have a clubhouse, and this has been, again, were they directly involved at that? I can't say, but this has been something they've been fighting for, um, and they they were the ones that were questioned, by the way, by Global News as to whether they knew anything about this, and they said no comment. So, But it raises questions about how the police handled this. And I understand it's a Saturday night, and I don't know what else is going on around town. I know that, you yeah. know that Saturday night's usually a rather active night. But when you get a situation like this where officers are being pelted with rocks and, mm-hmm. and eggs, and and they say, yeah, we're waiting for backup. I know that the emergency response team eventually yep. came on side. I don't know how long it takes to call those guys and get everybody organized. But if it's 15 minutes, uh, I, I'm a little concerned so about he, that. Here's where the catch-22 is and in, in kind of why it's a very difficult job nowadays. Um as a police officer, if you saw them organizing and marching, legally, you t- you can't stop them. So here's the so he, here's where the problem is. Now, when they start throwing stuff at you, yeah, and I don't know what happened there. So then I would say, yeah, why didn't they? Um, but assuming they were just marching toward the street and police were following them, like people said, oh, they had a police escort. Well, I don't think it was an escort, but police were watching them come down the street. Let's say they technically can't do anything until that first rock is thrown or that first car is smashed. Because if they had, we would have a whole other issue about police being too violent against innocent protesters. So there is a catch-22 there. We we don't know the details, I guess, and we'll have to wait for those. But I I will tell you that, again, this issue with the protesters that are fighting for this similar cause and the anarchists in the city, they have been known to police and to the city. I don't know... who in the city, but I do know that there have been meetings with the city and police about them well in advance of what happened over the weekend. And unfortunately, maybe it took something this severe for them to finally be able to do something about it. But uh, yeah, Well, I'm not, I'm not going to legitimize what they, ha- what they did on Saturday night by suggesting that gentrification is a cause. And that's a discussion that needs to be had. Yeah, it's but, a totally separate issue. But, like, but, connecting them but even, if, even if one or two of the, the bozos that were doing this mm-hmm. had that in their mind, the Duran neighborhood, the Kirkendall neighborhood, and Lock Street are not the places where you de- we debate gentrification. No. That's that's not what's going on there, people. Yeah. They didn't go to Walmart. They went to, you know, again, my dog cafe. I, I, I harp on them because, again, like the sweetest, like they're a cafe no, I for dogs. I, I, I mean, come on. It really, they're the one, that, they are what's displacing people uh, in downtown Hamilton. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Well, like I say, we'd, we'd love to get some answers from Hamilton Police, and we will endeavor to do that. Uh, Anthony, thanks so much. Good yeah. to have you with us today. Anthony Thank Nurcioli, you. who, of course, just lives a block or so away, walking the dog on Saturday night when the firecrackers and the uh, the rock throwing started on Lock Street. We'll have to do a break. We're going to continue our coverage of what happened on Saturday night on Lock Street and surrounding areas right after this. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.